Pastor Joanne and Frank are going to be distributing uh, a little uh, card. Um, I just want you to hold on to that, uh, and I'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, and if you feel led to uh, and would like to sign up for one of those ministries, and you can put them in the um, offering plate as well. <clears throat> so today, uh, as I said earlier, that we are starting a new sermon series. It's about the spiritual gifts. Uh, and here is the biblical truth that we hold dear, that each one of us, every single one of us who says that Jesus Christ is their Lord, every single one of us has this. Each and every one of you has a spiritual gift. That is the truth. Every single one has a spiritual gift, and we are called to serve God with these spiritual gifts. We are not called to keep those spiritual gifts to ourselves. These gifts were not given so that we can boast and tell everybody how great and wonderful we are, but rather we are called to serve God, each and every one of us. We are called to serve God in this church, and we are called to serve God in the world that surrounds us. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about spiritual gifts. He's telling the church that he wants them to be informed about spiritual gifts because there has been a lot of conversation that was happening about spiritual gifts that was not healthy or true. And Paul is, of course, correcting the church and saying, friends, listen, let me tell you about the spiritual gifts. The first truth is this, that these gifts are given by the same Holy Spirit that has drawn us into a relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one that has given us the Spirit. It is the same Spirit. And then he makes a distinction between how the gifts are given to us by the Spirit and how the world views abilities. He says the world sees abilities as a way to boast. But rather, we are called to serve those around us. And some of you are wondering, Pastor, I have no idea what my spiritual gifts are. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to tell, share with you three ways how you can discover your own spiritual gifts. The first is this. There are certain things that come very easy to you. There are certain things that just flow out of the abundance of your heart. And you think about it and you wonder, how can I do this? That's a spiritual gift. And some people come to you and say, you have this gift. You, you, you just do this so naturally. And you don't think twice about it. Let me share a story with you what I mean by that. Right out of college, I started um, wanting to be a pastor. So I wanted to explore different areas of ministry. So uh, I went to our Sunday school superintendent. We had a huge uh, Sunday school uh, in India. We had... Um, uh, so I went to the Sunday school superintendent as an 18-year-old, and I said, I would like to teach Sunday school. And she said, great, come on over. I said, what do I need to do? She said, show up Sunday morning, and I'll give you a class. I'll assign you a class for the rest of the year. Um, and we went from, uh, it was June all the way through April. So I showed up. All the kids were there. We used to all come together in the sanctuary. There were about several hundred kids there, and we all sang songs, and then we got dismissed to go to different Sunday school classes, and I walked into my Sunday school classes, and I had three and four-year-olds. 
Y'all are laughing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Amanda, you are a miracle worker. <laughs> How do you do it week after week? <laughs> Amanda teaches our pre-K class. Yeah, I ran away. I, I walked in. Everybody was like herding cats. No one listened to me. I tried to raise my voice, and they started laughing. And it was just pure chaos. And I walked away. <laughs> and to this day, I have not taught Sunday school for preschoolers. <laughs> but when I look at Amanda, right, she does this so naturally. And that's it. It comes so naturally to you. Another way we discover our spiritual gifts as to what we are good at is in the context of community. Friends, I've been saying this over and over again, and you might be getting sick of hearing me, but let me just tell you, don't, because I'll keep saying it. It's so important for us to be in Bible studies together. It is so important for us to come together as a church and be in a study together. It is absolutely important, crucial for your faith journey. Being a Christian is not just about coming to church on a Sunday morning and going somewhere and then being gone for the rest of the week. But we are called to do life together. And the way that happens is in the context of a small group. It's in the context of sitting together, reading a book that might interest you. That is absolutely crucial. And I want to invite you to do that. Several years ago, I was leading uh, a study. Uh, and one of our church members we were just having a conversation about spiritual gifts. And I said, like, what gifts do you have? And then I asked another question as a follow-up to saying, what gifts do you see in your neighbor? And I remember this one particular gentleman saying, I really think you should be doing youth ministry to this one person. And she had a shocked face. She said, what, me? I, she's like, no, I am not doing youth ministry. She said, no, I think you'll be really good at it. She was a corporate person. She traveled a lot. Uh, she, um, she, all through her career, she, was, uh, she just uh, worked for several insurance companies. Um, and she said, okay, if you think I should do it. I said, she said, I have young kids. I'm not sure if I have the time. And had some conversations and slowly she stepped in to that role. And there are so many kids who absolutely love her. They would go hang out with her. They would talk to her. They would tell her their stories. And she was able to use her gift that day. She was able to use her gift caring for those youth group kids for years. Another way, if you're saying, there's got to be another way to do that as well. And there's another way to find out your spiritual gifts. It's by taking a survey. The cards that you were given to you that has a little, it's called a QR code. It's like a fancy gibberish thing. If you take your phone and point it to that, it'll take you to a link. And you can finish your survey at your convenience. And it'll ask you different questions uh, that you need to rate yourself by. And once you do that, uh, it'll tell you what your gifts are. And I want you to hang on to those uh, and just kind of save them or write them down when, when you get your results. Uh, because each week, we're going to be looking at different gifts. And each week, we'll be asking you to consider serving in a different capacity in our church so that your gift and the area that you are serving can be matched 
together. So for those of you who don't like QR codes, who don't like doing things online, we do have in the back uh, paper ones as well. So you can pick them up and you can fill those out as well. And this is something that I'm going to be saying for, uh, for as an introduction for our uh, sermon series so that everybody is on the same page. So today uh, we are looking at what are called nurturing gifts. In 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 12, what was read to us, there were a lot of gifts that were shared. But this morning I want to focus on what is called nurturing gifts. They're all coupled together. And I'm going to name what those gifts are. And in the paper that you have, those are the same gifts that, are, that I've named uh, as well. They are wisdom, shepherding, exhortation, faith, and teaching. Wisdom. The gift of wisdom. The spiritual gift of wisdom is understanding the world in a different way. You kind of see things in a new light. You're the person that people come to when they're about to make a big decision. They have, they have come in conversations with you saying, I'm thinking about X. You're that person who gives them sound counsel. You problem solve in a different way. You have a different perspective. You have a God perspective when you're looking at a problem. That's the spiritual gift of wisdom. That is the spiritual gift of wisdom that has been given to you by the Holy Spirit. The second gift is called shepherding. Shepherding is the one that provides care for us so that we can grow in our faith. You're quick to shape the faith of those individuals that are around you. You provide nurture and guidance so that they can grow in their Christian faith. You're the one that kind of sits with them, just like a shepherd who leads the sheep. You have that ability to mentor, to share, to speak with those that are around you. And that is the gift of shepherding. You mold the hearts of those who are around you. Somebody who's a new Christian, you have conversations with them, and you walk with them, you journey with them. It's not a one-time thing. You walk with them. You help them grow in their faith. That is the gift of shepherding. The third one is called exhortation. This is the gift of encourager. You're the one who is the biggest cheerleader. You are the person that makes somebody smile. When they talk to you, they leave feeling with a smile that life is going to be okay. If you have this gift, you are not the Debbie Downer of the family. You're the one that is cheerleading. You're the one that is saying, you can do this. <laughs> this is good. You have a perspective of lifting another person's soul up by just being you, by just listening to them or just saying a few words. You care for them. That is the spirit of encouragement, exhortation. The spiritual gift of faith is another one that's a nurturing gift. It is a gift, um, if you have this gift, you would have heard a statement like this. If you possess this spiritual gift, you would have heard a statement said to you at some point. I have no idea 
how you still are carrying on and everything else is falling apart. You have the spiritual gift where you are rock solid in your faith. No matter what happens around you, it doesn't matter. You have a faith as big as a rock and it cannot be moved. You stand on that solid rock even though when everything else around you is sinking sand. You stand. You stand on that rock. That is the spiritual gift of faith. And the last one is a spiritual gift of teaching. These individuals that have this gift can pull out the truths from the Bible. They provide insight into God's word. Uh, being in a Bible study with somebody that has this gift uh, is so much fun. Because all of a sudden they ask a certain question and the whole group goes, oh, I didn't see that. Or they have this insight when all of a sudden the scriptures come alive. Or you make a statement in the context of a Bible study and you just change people's hearts. Just by having conversations. What you are able to do with this gift is you are able to transform, change the life of another human being, of another Christian. This is a gift of teaching. These are the gifts of nurture, friends. It's wisdom. It's shepherding. It's exhortation. It is faith. And it is teaching. These are all gifts that have been given to us, to some of us. And I want to share this story about what it means for each one of us to live into this gift of nurture. I want to share with you a story from the Bible. It comes to us from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 4. The person who's writing this letter um, is Paul, and he's writing to Timothy. I remember your tears. I want to see you very much so that I may be filled with joy. I remember the sincere faith you have, the kind of faith that your grandmother Louis and your mother Eunice also had. I am sure that you have it also. For this reason, I am reminded to keep alive the gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For the Spirit of God that was given, has given us, does not make us timid. Instead, His Spirit fills us with power, love, and self-control. I want to focus on these words. I remember the sincere faith you have. The kind of faith that your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, also had. I am sure that you have it also. Let me tell you a little bit about Timothy. Timothy is working right now in a city called Ephesus. He's a pastor there. He is a young pastor there, and he is facing a lot of challenges. And Timothy is facing a lot of challenges in his life, but he is preaching the good news of Jesus in a city that is not filled with Christians. He's pastoring a church. He's caring for people. He's proclaiming the good news of Jesus. 
You know why he's doing that? Because there are two people who nurtured him. His mother Eunice, his grandmother Lois. I don't know where his grandmother Eunice was. I don't know if his mother Eunice even saw where Ephesus was. I'm not even sure. We don't know. We don't know what they have seen Timothy do. But because of their nurture, because these two women took time to care for Timothy, now he is out there preaching the good news of Jesus. Helping people to know what it means to be a Christian. The nurture that was given by Eunice and Lois has shaped Timothy's life. And he is a blessing to many. Even now, you read the letters that were written to Timothy for the work that he was doing. Imagine that impact that Lewis and Eunice had on Timothy's life. And then Paul had an impact as well. Paul calls him his son, his spiritual son. And Paul trained him and mentored him and cared for him and nurtured his faith. And in doing so, Timothy had such a huge impact. Friends, I want you to think about when you sign up for those things, the impact that you might have on this church, on our community. And maybe we might have such a huge impact that we are not even aware of. But the church of Christ is counting on you to say yes. The gifts that are given to you need to be lifted up. The gifts of nurture, if you have those gifts, I want to urge you to sign up for one of those things. If you're not sure you have them, take a test. Be part of a Bible study and see what others say about the gifts that you might have and serve God because God has given you these gifts so that you can serve. This morning, I want to invite Chris Bergman to come forward and share a little bit about the nurture that he himself has experienced and continues to nurture others as well. got to pull it in a little bit closer. Oh, yeah, do that. Very good. Well, good morning again. Uh, Chris Bergman. Um, many of you know me. Some of you might not. Um, I, uh, uh, Pastor has asked me to, to, to come and share with you my journey um, uh, here at Mount Hope and, and how the Lord has put different volunteers and um, Christ servants in my life uh, here at Mount Hope and, and how that shaped me and helped me grow in my faith as well as I want to share some of the, the stories I have where I've taken roles and, uh, and served uh, the Lord and, and how I've been blessed in so many ways. So um, my family came here 43 years ago, 1980. Um, we became members, um, came from a, a church, uh, I was Baptist uh, before I came here at Mount Hope. Came here for the youth group really because um, it was so, such a thriving youth group. Uh, and um, 
you know, my parents were very involved with that church, which is now no longer in existence, which is very sad. Um, certainly love this church here and this congregation, and I would never want something like that to happen uh, to us. Um, but this church has been great to me. Um, so when we came here 43 years ago, um, there were many people that helped to um, guide our family as we just started our journey here at Mount Hope. Um, and I'm looking at some of you now today, and I, I know that you've played a role in that, and I, I thank you very much. Um, the Lord has put you in my life uh, for a reason, and I thank you. Um, but I want to talk about um, uh, kind of like a, I almost see him as my super service guy, and that, I hope people remember Keely Norris and his wife, Meaty. Um, she was uh, a real spitfire, but she was sweet as cotton candy. Um, and he ended up being, um, they both ended up being our sponsors uh, when we joined church uh, many years back. Um, he was my, um, uh, my uh, Sunday school teacher. Um, he pretty much did everything. I can remember him um, being part of, uh, of ad board and, and just being just vocal and always so caring about everybody that was around him. He always smiled and was always calming. And um, as I, you know, basically started attending Sunday school class, again, he was our teacher for the senior high, um, 10th through 12th. And uh, um, he took us on trips. He, uh, he did pretty much everything. Um, to show you his length of service, um, there was one Sunday that uh, I think I was a senior in high school and I started not coming for two, two, three weeks I didn't come to Sunday school or church. And I think my mom, who was always, they, my parents had always, like I said, been involved in church. My dad did trustees and things um, and all these different roles at church, including Sunday school teaching himself. Um, they kind of tried to push me, you know, sometimes we need a little push to go. Um, well. I kind of did not go for two, three weeks, and my mom must have talked to Keely Norris. Now, one of Keely Norris's roles, if everybody remembers, some, some folks might not, we had a school bus at one time out here. We now have the vans, but we had a school bus, and Keely used to drive the school bus around and pick up some of the kids that couldn't make it themselves to Sunday school. We're talking young, old. Um, they actually came and picked me up knocked on my door, I was in my pajamas, <laughs> and uh, he went all the way over to Brookhaven and picked me up with a bunch of kids that came up and knocked on my door, so I quick changed and I made it to Sunday school a little bit late, and every, all of us were, but that's the length that he did in service to get me here and keep me on the right path, and, and I thank God for it today. Um, so many, so many folks have helped me here, but I, I, I that just sticks out in my mind um, at the lengths and depths that somebody would go to, to try to, to help me. Um, I, I, I want to share not only the folks that, that helped to build my, my faith, and, and I, I also want to share my experiences. Um, my first real role that I can remember, um, Tim Creevel approached my soon-to-be wife, um, Kelly, 
and I back in 1993, she, he says, uh, you guys would be really good at doing fourth and fifth grade youth group. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But um, my wife being a teacher, she said, well, yeah, we, we could think about doing that. And um, we ended up, uh, you know, taking over that role um, that coming end of summer. Um, we just got married. So we started doing fourth and fifth grade, what we called ourselves crazy Christians. They named themselves crazy Christians. Um, it was soon to become KFC, um, you know, uh, which was Kids for Christ. Um, but these fourth and fifth graders, we had about 32 of them, I think, as I remember in the first time we went around. Um, my wife being a teacher, I was just there on the, you know, for the ride pretty much, I have to be honest with you. So um, she realized that being a teacher, she needed a little more structure. And she actually um, kind of stepped down after a year. And, and I, uh, I don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. Although maybe I was, again, still along for the ride. But um, I had somebody else jump on board, which was Judy Cole. And we ended up doing, you know, crazy Christians for quite a few years in a row. Um, I got so much out of it. Um, and, and I know... You know, Amanda and Joe Owsley, I, I see you as teachers and, um, and Sunday school. And, and it's amazing how much you get back from, especially young kids. Um, you, you think at times that you are, ah, you know what, am I really connecting with these kids? And, and you, you know, it, it kind of comes and goes. But then the Lord, you know, uses one of those young people to, to come to you and say, thank you. Or, um, you know, when you did this. You know, last week, I really, it really helped me this week, or, or whatever it would be. But the Lord does that all the time. And, and a lot of times, we don't, we don't take the calling. You know, it may be whispering in your ear right now, and your, the Spirit may be stirring you to act in some capacity. There's so many ways that our congregation um, needs service and, and, and needs to serve our community. Um, I think of ushering and, and all the things that the Lord's put in my, my past and, and, and present, um, being a greeter, um, uh, being a, a scripture reader, um, missions trips, um, and especially youth group. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I've gone on about 10 mission trips, and, and that's ones that we went on a distance uh, with the youth group, as well as some you know around the area. Um, when you see young people work, it's just incredible. <laughs> I, I feel lame when I, when I think of the energy and the enthusiasm that they have uh, with the, and the work that they do. And, and it really is, you know, the Lord's hands and feet, and, and you, you see it in action. Um, and I, I know it's just so good about feeding me um, and making me feel a little bit more confident that, hey, you know, Lord wants me to do this service, and, and I'm going to do it the best of my ability. Um, I do share um, that sometimes, and, and I've been through this so many times, where somebody will ask me, hey, uh, you, you'd be really good at this, and I'd say, oh, boy, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but... I think if you, if you feel that the Lord's telling you and pushing you, and maybe somebody else is 
doing that little push for the Lord. Um, really try to take it to heart and listen. Um, this spiritual gifts, um, the survey, I kind of did, I did probably in 1995 and then again in like 2000 something. It's changed. Um, and my gifts have kind of changed a little bit too. Um, as far as the ones that are a little bit more highlighted now. Um, but I, I went on there the other day and exhortation was one of the ones that uh, pastor had talked about and in these nurturing gifts. Um, I guess I was an encourager. I was that Timothy. It seemed to be the only thing I was good at, to be honest. Um, that's the way I felt. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, that gift. Um, but if folks are telling you, hey, I think you'd be good at this, Try to, try to listen to that. That's, that's the Holy Spirit working, and, and I believe that um, all of us um, could learn from that. Um, I do want to say that, uh, I, you know, I love this church. I love the congregation. I thank you all for not only being here this morning, but um, in years past and, you know, even today, um, that you would give me the opportunity to listen and, and, and think about a few things uh, in, in his service. Um, I am always amazed, um, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but I, I always think about Romans 8.28, and for me, it, it means so much. And in, in, in all things, God works together uh, for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I, I just always think, you know, Lord, the Lord can use me in so many ways, and I just need to let him and take those opportunities when they come. Some of them, you know, again, might not be. <laughs> you try something out, and it may not be um, for you. Um, but I, I think knowing that God works in all things for good, I think it's still something that you, you want to pursue. Um, and I just thank you for, for having me up here and Pastor giving me the opportunity to talk to you. And uh, um, hopefully um, if you take this, this, uh, this little test, and it's pretty easy. There's about 80 questions. Um, but it, it, it's, it's interesting to find out where your, your gifts are and where maybe it would help you to channel um, what you can do in service here uh, at, at Mount Hope and, and for our community. So thank you. Thank you, Chris, uh, for sharing your story and the impact that you've had. Um, friends, I want to invite you to consider the gifts that Christ has given you, the Spirit of God has given you. May you use those gifts to bless others. Let us pray. God, thank you. Thank you for choosing us broken people and giving us spiritual gifts. God, we ask that you would give us the courage to take the leap of faith and serve you. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. At this time, I want to invite us uh, to worship our God with our tithes and our offering. We give to God as a token of our gratitude for all that Christ has provided for us. Let us worship our God. <laughs> 